you need him. Hey, Lord, I've heard about you. People have talked about you. But I want to experience you for real. I need you. Bible says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Maybe you have been in church all of your life, but you don't know him. Maybe you are here because your parent brings you. Maybe you are here because a friend invited you. But you don't know him. Beloved, we cannot continue to play church. Christ is coming again. The first coming, he came for sinners. For which I also received grace to be born again. But for his second coming, it is not for sinners, but for the righteous. Unblemished bride. Unwrinkle bride. A bride without blemish. Without spot. That is a righteous bride. And we are his bride. How deep are your wrinkles and your spots? You have the privilege and the opportunity to know him to take away the wrinkles and the spots and the blemishes and perfect your ways in your life. That at his second coming you will not be found wanting. Will you lift up your voice? You might be a pastor, a prophet, an evangelist. But on that day, it shall not be by your position or title. Do you know him? Say, Lord, we preach in your name. We did miracles in your name. The dead were raised in your name. Say, depart from me. You doers of iniquity. I do not know you. What a sad moment that will be when we thought we have done what we are doing. It just gives us a reality check. Why am I doing what I am doing?
Do you know him? For the next 30 seconds, I want you to bring yourself before the Lord. Even as we get ready to bring the word of the Lord. Paul says that I may know him even with all his exploits. Aprons from Paul were healing the sick. All the exploits, the missionary journey, the amount of souls he won for Christ. What God did through his life. In Philippians, he comes and to the Philippians said that everything that I gain, everything, my titles, my possessions, my degrees, my accolades, the things that made me a celebrity, I count all those as nothing compared to the knowledge of Christ. Today, we throw away the knowledge of Christ. And we embrace the knowledge of the world. Bible says, what will profit a man if he gains the whole world? If America is to your name, if Asia is to your name, if Africa is to your name, if Europe is to your name, you own it. And you have no life, you have no Christ. What benefit will that be to you? Will you give your soul to Christ or will you give your soul to the devil? Beloved, it is real. It is real. Just as God has his children, the devil also has his children. Which side are you going to be? Realize that in Matthew, Jesus said it was not the unbelievers. They said, Lord, we preach in your name. They were in the house of God. And he said, depart from me. I do not know you. Doers of iniquity. I do not know you. Philip was with Jesus all of his ministry. And yet he did not know him. It is possible to be in church from your mother's womb and yet not know him. Will you lift up a prayer? He reveals himself to those who seek him. He's, he's always there. If you seek him, he will show himself unto you. Father, your people will surrender unto you that we may know you. That is our heart desire. That is why we are here. We don't want to be an outcast. But we want to be sons and daughters of the Most High God. Amen. Somebody will you put your hands together for the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We will rejoice in the simple gospel. We lay down religion. 
Religion has never saved anybody. Amen. Religion has never saved anybody. The simple gospel is Christ's suffering, his pain, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. That is it. There is no other gospel. I remember when we were in Sunday school, we used to say, good news. Christ died for me and you. you Sunday school, when we ever, you go, Sunday school, you say, good news. And we will just respond, Christ died for me. That is the, the gospel. Right? The Genesis revelation, there is no other message other than Christ suffering, his pain, his, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Every part of the scripture is connected. It is the central theme of the gospel. It is the main, I mean, the prosperity, the healing, the, the blessings, everything that we, we chase after comes from this. Amen. So that is what should give us joy. Not the money. The money is good, but it can save no one. Say, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and not just the kingdom, and of its righteousness. So you just can't be in the kingdom and behave anyhow. Amen. You can't just be in the kingdom and live your life anyway. Say, seek ye first, not second, not last, but in this our generation, we have relegated the kingdom of God to the back. If you pray, it is when we have done all our postings on Facebook. If you open our Bible, it is when we have we don't even have we have done everything that we are just about to sleep. You open the book and the book put you to sleep. But say, seek ye first. I'm still preaching on knowing God. Amen. If you know God, he will be your first priority. Amen. That is how you just check whether you know God or not. What do you do when you wake up in the morning? Many of us, we wake up, we reach for our smartphone. Who has seen my post? Who is like my post? God have mercy. What am I saying? If you really know God, he will be your first priority. Amen. Say, seek ye first his kingdom and its righteousness and all of these things. We will not fight for them. We will not struggle for them. But they shall be added unto us. Amen. But let's get to today's message. So continue from last week. Knowing God is to obey him and is to fear him. The third point for today is to serve him. Amen. It's to serve him. Many of us desire to serve God. But how are we serving this God? We know. 
Amen. Hallelujah. How do we save him? We desire, we become born again, and we want to save him. How do we save this God? If you know God, you will save him. You cannot just sit on the peripheral. You cannot be know God and be in your father's house and things are going helter-skelter and just be comfortable with it. You cannot know God and come to his house and, and just sit on the fence and be comfortable. Something on the inside with you will just erupt in you to take charge. Amen. So if you really, really know God, you can't just come to church and just be part of the numbers. You want to make impact because that is who Christ is. Wherever he went, he was making impact. And God himself saved. So how then do we say we know God and we refuse to save? And we cannot save one another. Amen. All Jesus did was saving. Whether he was healing the sick or raising the dead or feeding the poor or parting the sea for the people, he was saving them. Why? Because he was saving the Father. And when he said, Father, humanity received the benefit thereof. So you cannot know God and not serve him. Amen. You cannot know God and not serve him. 1 Chronicles 28, verse number 9. As for you, Solomon, my son, know the Lord of your father have personal knowledge of him be acquainted with and understand him appreciate heed and cherish him and serve him with a blameless heart amen as for you solomon my son David, a man after God's own heart, now admonishing his son. And says that, know the God of your father. Amen. And after all that, he said, save him with a blameless heart. Many of us take offense in the house of God in our service to him. We don't know him. Amen. Many of us, because we think we are doing the pastor a favor or the church a favor, we refuse or we withhold our talent and our abilities and our gifting from his service. But every gift God has given you, it is for his service. Amen. He said, know the God of your father and serve him with a blameless heart. And be willing and a willing mind. Amen. So if we must know him, you will serve him. Remember when I got born again, I said I didn't know much. I didn't know what to do. 
So I just thought that sweeping the church, you don't need any skills for that. You don't need any anointing for that. Anybody can sweep the church. That is how I started. I started sweeping. I'll be carrying benches. Some of you don't know benches. Uh, you don't know benches. But those, those of us who know benches, you know, that long chair with very hard odum tree, I'll be carrying them from Sabah Hall, uh, Gulliver's Travels, for a meeting. I was just desperate to serve God. Anyhow, I could. The strength he gave me, I did not just follow women with their strength. Chasing after, hopping from one girl to another. I used that strength to carry benches for the Lord. Amen. Some of you young guys, you think, oh, I'm, I'm nice. and You just hop from one girl to another. And the girls too, not only the boys. Amen. But use your giftings and ability and talent to serve God. He says, serve the Lord whilst you are a youth. Don't waste your youthful energy. If you know the Lord, you will serve him with your ability and with your giftings. Amen. Joshua admonishes us in his final call to the people. Joshua has served the Lord. He has seen signs and wonders. He served Moses. He saw what the Lord did with Moses. And now the mantle falls on him. And God used him to do signs and wonders. At the end of his ministry, Joshua then assembled the elders and the people of Israel. And he said to them, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity. What counsel did David give his son Solomon? He said, know the God of your father intimately and serve him with a blameless heart. In other words, without any reservation. Amen. And now Joshua is admonishing the people of Israel, not just his son, but the entire community of Israel, like Bread of Life Ministry in Bristol. He said, fear the Lord and do what? And serve him. Not just serve him, but in sincerity, with all of your heart and in truth. And many of us today, we don't want the truth. But Proverbs also admonishes us to buy the truth and sell it not. So in Bread of Life, we will tell you the truth. We will give you the truth. We will not sugarcoat it. You are either serving God or serving the devil. You can't serve God and devil. In fact, he will spew you out. So without any reservation and truth and put away the gods which your father served and on the other side of the flood of Egypt served the Lord. And if it seems evil unto you to serve God, the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served, which could not do anything for them, were the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites, 
in whose land you dwell. Can you imagine? If their God were God, how would they take possession of their land? And yet they chose to serve them. But what does Joshua say? But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Why? Because Joshua knew the Lord. Do you know the Lord? Many a time, the Lord will do so many things for us, and yet we will blank him. Amen. And do the things we want to do. But Joshua said, for me and my house, we have seen the goodness of the Lord. We have seen his sovereignty. We have seen his majesty. We have seen the glory. We have seen the signs and wonders. There is no way we will serve a God who could not defend his people and their land than the God who brought us to possess this land. So he chose to serve the Lord. Will you serve the Lord today? Will you give yourself totally? He said in sincerity and in truth. Who are you serving? We cannot deceive ourselves. If you are serving God, we know. And if you are not serving him also, we know. In truth and in sincerity. Are you truthful to your service to God? Joshua said, for me and my house, I don't know concerning you, but it is my prayer that that will be your concern also. That every ability, every giftings, every knowledge and wisdom that God has given you, you use it to serve him. But it begins with knowing him. Many a times because of lack of knowledge, we perish. Because we don't even know that the giftings God gave me. We don't even know that the ability, the strength I have, it is God who gave me. Because we lack that knowledge, we abuse the gift. But if you know God, you will fear him. Reverential fear. Fear that causes you to seek his face. If you know the Lord, you will obey his will. You will do his will. Even Jesus himself, he chose to do the will of the Father. Not my will. In his difficult hour, he cried out. When he wanted to give up, he cried out, Father, if it is thy will, let this cup pass me by. But nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Beloved, he sought to do the will of the Father at all times. Do you obey his will? 
if you know him, you will serve him. Next week, we will continue with knowing God. And I said from the beginning of this series, many of us want to know, how do I know God? If you want to know God, you have to fear him. When Saul did not know God, he did not fear God. He even went ahead to obtain permission to persecute the followers of God. But when he had an experiential encounter on the way to Damascus, he feared God. He served God. He obeyed his will. I want you to make a prayer to your father. Religion has never saved. We can come to church all of our life and play religion. But it will not save anybody. Beloved, you can play religion and go to hell. But it is impossible to know God. And God knowing you and go to hell. It is impossible. For those people who say, I did not know you. So if you make it with the Father, we must know him. And to know him is not to come to church or preach in his name. It's to do his will. What is the will of God concerning your life? What is the will of God in your marriage? What is the will of God in your relationship? What is the will of God in your studies, in your career, in your relationship with one another? What is the will of God? Do you seek to obey his will? How do you serve one another? Jesus said, uh, because you have done it for these little ones, you have done it for me. How are you serving your neighbor? Will you lift up a prayer for the next 30 seconds? And pray like Paul prayed. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection. That I might have that experiential knowledge and encounter with him. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Did you receive something for today? Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord? Amen. Hallelujah.